61 District 6, stage 1 shooting. Skimmer Wayne, near Lakeland, Charles, 478 Tango. 378-1654. Thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. Now the always entertaining Chris Ceballero and the Ted Nugent of EMS, Kelly Grayson. Well, here it is. 13 shopping days left till Christmas, and uh, it's the holiday season. What can you say? And thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. I'm your host, Chris Ceballero. And here's our jolly one, always the jolly one, Kelly Grayson. Kelly, how you doing? <laughs> I gotta tell you, man, that's that a, that sounds pretty authentic, jolly, though. I, I gotta tell I, you, it, man. It, my belly shook like a bowl full of jelly, too. Uh, I'm doing well, man. It's uh, getting close to uh, close to Christmas. I'm looking forward to it. Um, getting that that time of the year where my neck starts to swell up and I start to think of love. <laughs> it's, well, that's you- a that's a hunting. That's a hunting reference, Chris. Oh, okay, I know good. You're a city yeah, boy, so it so made, made me nervous. Yeah, for a second. you know, it's it's uh it's starting to feel like fall, and and all the deer are in rut, you know, so they're. Uh... <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near uh, uh, Kelly Grayson in mating season because uh, I think I'd be the, <laughs> I think I'd be the little spoon. So, but anyway. Um, <laughs> So don't forget, you know, Christmas time, I know you, you know, you, yeah. you kind of go out, but we talked about it last year. Uh, and I think, uh, the great year that, uh, Shiner has had, he deserves a present this year. Yeah. I, I'm going to get shine something. He's uh shine was misbehaved the other day. He, uh, his, his, uh, baby brother, his, his, uh, kennel mate jumped on one of the neighbor's dogs the other day. And I guess shine, who's normally a friendly dog, decided to channel his inner, uh, beast and uh, jumped on the other dog so um maybe i'll get shine a muzzle for christmas oh my goodness so um so when i just roam around i got a lot of a lot of property out there or did yeah, you get out yeah, of your yard of, or a lot of room a lot of room to roam and uh and the the neighbor's dog came up and was being friendly but the uh our border collie was feeling territorial for some reason which is unusual for him and and when he tied into it the uh the pack mentality took over you know shine was defending a member of his pack and uh he's shines the kind of dog you don't want to have uh grab you in his teeth so oh, no no uh, he's a big boy could have been bad but it would have uh but it wasn't so um i'm i'm working on forgiving him well kelly let's go ahead and, yeah and we haven't done this in a while but let's go ahead and take a seat at the guest table and i think that one of the things uh, i'm really kind of excited i know you are to uh, talk with our next guest and you know, when we think about, you know, you and I have really done a good job of trying to bring some awareness to, you know, the Code Green campaign and stress within our career field and PTSD. You know, it was about 18 months ago, uh, less than two years, we started to see these really great works of art that were coming across social media on Facebook. Uh, we were seeing them on the, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, EMS websites. And uh, they kind of look like paintings, and, and they kind of look like pictures, and you know they really kind of they really kind of depict you know the 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 soul. They really kind of depict the, the the feelings that we have when we do our job. And I'm sure we've all seen those where the paramedic is just sitting in the back of the truck, and he's got his dirty truck after a code, or the one where he's he's working the code, and and obviously the patient has expired, and the, and the soul, the body, you know, the soul is waiting to you know ascend to wherever they're going to ascend. And uh, I think that those pictures really speak to us. Well, we're really excited to have the uh, artist, I guess, uh, Daniel Sundahl. So, Daniel, come on in here and take a seat at the guest table with us. Great, thanks. 
Okay. I got to tell you, I mean, first off, uh, your work has been very inspirational. Um, I mean, uh, it, it just tells, you know, they say if a picture uh, is worth a thousand words, I think what you're doing for the EMS career field is putting really hundreds of thousands of words, because not only are you looking at the, you know, the, the complexity of the call, the complexity of the picture, I can feel it. I mean, I've been there and I've, I've felt it. Yeah, no, that I get that uh, response a lot, and and I think the reason for that is is because so many of us have been there. Uh, I'm a full time paramedic myself, and you know I work, and all those images that I've done are all based on calls that I've actually done. But you know, someone that's dying of a heart attack or you know car accidents that happens everywhere. It doesn't just happen here; it happens all over the world. So, you know, all the paramedics that have seen my work, they can really relate to it because they've been there. And because I've been there too, and when I create these art pieces, I'm reliving that scene. So there is a lot of emotion that goes into actually creating the images. And because so many other uh, people can connect to it or have experienced that, I think that's why there's such a connection to it. Yeah, I have to agree. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Daniel's work, if you haven't seen it, we're going to put the link up in, in the show notes. So this way you can kind of go to his webpage. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Daniel's got a book uh, as well with these. But before we get there, Daniel, I guess I'm going to ask you the first question. H how did you get here? What was the inspiration for wanting to put these, you know, wanting to put these uh, pictures out there for people? And I guess not just the people who are in the in the career field, but this is really, you know, inspiration, motivation. It's touching a lot of people even outside our career field. So where'd you get the inspiration to give it a go? Well, I've always been, all my work is photo based. So I was kind of a hobbyist photographer and, you know, taking pictures of my dog and landscapes and that kind of stuff. And, and we did a, we went to a lecture for uh, a psychologist came to our service and did a lecture on mental health and PTSD. And so I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him and he's bringing up a lot of the signs and symptoms. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, do I, I recognize a lot of those symptoms of myself. And the stat at statistic at that time was, you know, he just pulled it up at the time, but at that moment, I think it was 13 or 12 paramedic firefighters had killed themselves in Canada. I'm from Canada, uh, in the last 13 weeks. And I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, that is, that is an amazing statistic. I had no idea. So, you know, at that point it really kind of hit me how, you know, just kind of came to the forefront uh, for mental health and PTSD. And I started questioning myself if, you know, if I had symptoms. So I went and got myself checked out. And um, sure enough, you know, he said that you have a, a normal response to the abnormal situations you've seen. So yeah, you do have signs of PTSD, which is completely normal for what you've done. So we started thinking about, or I started thinking about how I'm going to process these calls that I have in my head that have been there for a long time. And I decided to start photographing them or recreating them, the calls that I've done. So the first two that I did, uh, I asked my uh, coworkers to help me stage the scene. And as I'm staging the scene, I, I'm thinking about it. So, you know, it's very detailed. So I re remember the medications I gave. I remember all the treatments that I did. So I made sure that those were all set up and made it as accurate as possible. And then I photographed it and then took it to my studio and then, or my computer at that time. And then digitally painted it. And as I did that, it's a way for me to process that call. And it's, pur it's like it's purged from my, it's my treatment. So all the, 
all my works of art are really personal to me and it's my way of, of treating that. So when I first did the first one, when I finished it, I looked at it, I'm like, wow, man, that looks really cool. It, it looks really, it's really vivid. And, you know, to be honest, I really wasn't going to share it because it was so personal. And I was a bit nervous about what my coworkers were going to say, thinking that I was kind of exposing, you know, a weakness or exposing a side to us that, you know, not many people really knew about. Right. The sensitive, the sensitive underbelly. Yeah. And I thought, well, whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to share it anyways. I'm really proud of it. I think it looks really, really great. And then, uh, you know, when I did that, then things just exploded. The first few that I did went viral and, um, it's been crazy ever since. Daniel, you, you look through social media and you see your images everywhere. It's every EMS page I click on. It's got something from dancing photo art, uh, and and you see guys using these as their screensavers and the background image on their phone, and uh, they they seem to really speak to people. What is what is it you think about your art that that you know seems to uh, to touch us so much? Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good question, Kelly. Uh, and I, you know, I thought about that myself because I the, the messages that I get are really personal. They can, you know, they'll. I'll get an email from a paramedic in England or Australia about an image that I did and they'll tell me how, how it connected to them. And I think, you know, our community of, you know, paramedics and first responders, we're all doing the same thing. We're all doing the same calls and, you know, they're, they're pretty vivid and, you know, they're calls that really connect us. So, but usually because we're only working in the ambulance just with, you know, two of us, you know, if we get backup then more, it's it's weird to see imagine someone else experiencing that that event so when i created the artwork it was like i was going into everyone else's brain that you know i don't know from across the world and and it just really connected to them because they've been there um you know they would look at it and you know a lot of the paramedics that look at my stuff they're really detailed about it they're like man you even got the you know the medications right the rhythm is correct you know, it's really detailed. It's really accurate. And, you know, they remember calls that they've done that are similar to that. And, you know, really, I think it brings up the emotions that they had when they did that call. Because um, it's probably stuck in their head, too, like it was stuck in mine. So the great thing is when I post these images on on my Facebook page, I love reading all the comments. And sometimes, you know, there's hundreds of comments from all over the world, which is kind of fostering this community of first responders that I didn't really know was there. And it's great to listen to people interact with each other about the experiences that they have with that specific topic that I posted. So it's, I think to answer your question is, you know, everyone's done the same stuff. People have heart attacks the same way. People get into car accidents. Uh, You know, human bodies the same everywhere. So we all deal with the same calls. And I've just managed to create that. And I'm lucky enough that I'm able to produce that to kind of put that emotion on the, on the computer that people like people can connect with. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I, I think that the, you're seeing that and, you know, I, I've found those comments to be interesting as well. And, and I got to tell you, I mean, you know how social media is, you know, sometimes you're just scrolling, 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 and then you come across something that catches your interest and then you're spending 15 or 20 minutes, you know, you know, whether we're looking at the picture, reading the article or even reading the comments. And I think, you know, as you mention it, 
people are just able to relate so well. And I guess it's just the camaraderie. I guess it's just the experiences uh, that we have in the career field. But let me go and ask you this question, Daniel. So, um, you know, you talked about, and I wondered how you did it, because it looks like that you're actually drawing it. And it's interesting the way you're saying, where you're actually mocking up the call, you're taking a picture, and then you take it back to the studio and you uh, put it on your graphic table and so on and so forth. From start to finish, how long does a picture take you to create? Um, it's, it's probably a good week before I'm, I'm ready to share it. Um, you know, it takes a couple hours to, to mock up, to set up the stage, to set up the scene for it. You know, as we're setting it up, I'm thinking of everything, um, you know, right down, I think of the treatments that I, and it's, you know, it's really funny and I'm sure everyone is the same. If you start thinking of a call and really start thinking about it, you will remember every single detail of a call you did three years ago. Once you really start thinking about right. it, initially you will totally forget about that you did that call. But once you start thinking about it, it's there. It's yeah, are we forgetting about it, or are we just kind of uh, you know locking it away so we don't have to think about it? Yeah, yeah, you know. And you know, in the calls that I'm that I'm reproducing, they're the vivid calls that don't get out of my brain. So when I start thinking about them, they're really detailed. So it takes a long time to actually set it up. So that's a few hours. Uh, and then when I take it home, it takes a good, you know, probably six hours to to kind of do my first draft and then I'll come back every day and take a look at it and, and make some changes. And, you know, once I look at it a few times and I'm, I don't want to make any changes and that's when I, when I decide to share it. So about a week. I got to tell you, man, it's, uh, I mean, it's just amazing that you could even do it in a week. So that's, that's pretty awesome for you. Daniel, you, you said that uh, your your art is was therapy for for treating your PTSD. It, it's interesting that that uh, um, creativity and 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 therapy tend to go hand in hand. You know, the uh, my friend Justin Shore, the Happy Medic, his his entire blog started as as therapy, uh, dealing with the uh, psychological issues after his on the job injury. So what is it about your artwork that you think helps people who are suffering from PTSD and, and depression and mental illness? What is it that, that reaches out to them and, and uh, kind of heals the pain a little bit? Well, Kelly, you know, I wasn't sure. One of the things I was nervous about sharing is I was scared that I was going to trigger people with PTSD. And, you know, for most severe PTSD sufferers, it's one event that triggers everything for them. And, and I was scared that I was going to reproduce this event and, People were going to go off the deep end and I was going to get blamed for all this crazy stuff. But again, I decided I'm doing this for myself. You know, if you don't like it, don't follow me. Don't, you know, block me if you want to. But the opposite has been true. Uh, I get a lot of messages from severe PTS sufferers that are, that are off work that have told me how it's, how it's helped them. And I think the reason it's helping them is it's not so much the image itself, it's it's that they're realizing that they're not alone in the way that they feel. So if they, one of the big problems when you have PTSD is that you're, you're kind of embarrassed of it because you're thinking it's your own, you're a bit ashamed of it. It's, you don't want to share it. You feel like it's a weakness. But if you see that this guy, you know, kind of shared how he felt about that call and that he's having, you know, it's kind of messed him up a bit. Well, that makes you feel a little bit not as crazy that, you know, well, if he's feeling the same way, then that's okay. But when I post my my images and hundreds of people say that, well, then you kind of feel like one of a hundred versus, you know, by yourself. 
And that's a really big step in, in the therapy for PTSD is realizing that, you know, the way you're feeling is normal and you shouldn't be, it's a normal, it's a normal process to an abnormal situation. You know, it's something that's happened to you. It's not something that you have. So I get a lot of comments like that from severe sufferers that say that, you know, your work is terrible, but wonderful at the same time. Yeah. It's, um, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. It was funny the first time someone said that I'm like, well, thanks. I, I think. And, uh, you know, it's helping families too. I get, I get messages from, from family members. I recently got a message from, um, a firefighter's wife, uh, who thanked me. Uh, her, her husband was severely, just really had, really had bad PTSD and he couldn't function in society. And it was hard for me to communicate with his wife. And his wife was trying to help him understand, or, or his wife was trying to understand what he was going through. And he told her to just look at my artwork. And that's all he said. So she went through all my art pieces and she said that she understood after going through it. And, you know, he felt better that she felt that she understood now what he was going through through my artwork. And that has helped them in their recovery as well because now she has a, a bit of a better understanding of, of what he's going through. And I hear, I hear that from a lot of families that, you know, have family members working in, right. as first responders that... Um, it's really helped them understand what they're going through. Yeah, because some of us don't take that stuff home with us, you know. And and do, do people really have the understanding of what we, you know, what we go through and what they see? And I think, you know, your pictures tell a great story. But let me go and ask you uh, my last question. And you know, so this is the season. They say this is the season to be jolly. So Kelly, let's go ahead and hear that. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. That's me, man. Jolly on command. That's one, that's one of my few talents. And thank you very much, sir. And so, but one of the things, I, I think that you come to us at a really great time, Daniel, because as we're now starting to think about Christmas presents for our peers, Christmas presents for our loved ones, you do have a book and you also have a scholarship fund that you created. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I created a book uh, and what I wanted to do with the book is you know most people most people see my artwork on the computer which you know most screens are 72 dots per inch so it's you know it's really not super high resolution but you know to see the artwork in print is we can really appreciate you know the detail I put into the images so I wanted to create a book so I published um, a large hardcover art book called portraits of an emergency and what I'm doing with the proceeds from the sale of that book is I've started a scholarship fund. And with that money, I'm going to sponsor some first responders to attend the uh, conference at the International uh, Critical Incident Stress Foundation's um, big conference they have in Baltimore. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, before 2017. And at this conference, they'll learn how to deal with critical incident stress, how to right. deal with suicide prevention. Uh, hopefully take back some techniques that they've learned back to their service right. and share with their coworkers. Because, um, again, the whole idea for the book is to end with my artwork is I'm trying to raise awareness for for mental health and PTSD for first responders um, and to kind of let everyone know that you're not alone in how you're feeling. It's totally normal because, you know, the suicide rates for our profession, it's, it's scary. It's pretty alarming. 
Yeah, and I got to tell you, I mean, and one of the things, and Kelly and I talk about this all the time, one of the things that I think is interesting, Daniel, is the fact that these people are sitting 18 inches away from us, and they're killing themselves, and we don't even know it. Yep, that's right. Yeah, they, they're, they're suffering alone, and they don't, they don't know how to deal with it, and, you know, there is a way out, but, you know, a big part of the therapy is feeling that you're not, that you're not alone. That's a big, a big step, so I'm hoping that my book is going to do that. Uh, And my artwork is going to do that. And, you know, hopefully I'll be able to send a lot of people to this conference. I'm going to go myself. Uh, I'm not going to use the funds from the book. I'm going to pay my own way. And um, hopefully we'll have a whole bunch of us go into this conference and we'll all learn to uh, deal with that stuff together. Yeah, I think, and what great therapy that's going to be as well. So, you know, so let's talk about it a little bit. So, uh, uh, you know, I want to hear a little bit more about the book, certainly the price and how we can buy it. Could people also buy single uh pictures as well or, or or is it just what's in the book yeah no they can buy all my artwork is available on my website it's dansonphotos.com uh, it's d-a-n-s-u-n it's kind of the first three letters of my first and last name uh so dansonphotos.com is my main website so there you can purchase individual prints uh, and there's also a link there to purchase the book uh, and the book is a separate website at danceonphotoart.com and the book is 59 dollars canadian so take advantage of our weak Canadian dollar right now, which is like which, which is like a dollar forty three American like right now, forty three bucks or something, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the book would be forty two or forty five dollars or something like now, that. Now does it convert for you, or do you have? Yeah, to? so when you, okay. when you go on the website, uh, you you can purchase it there, and it'll automatically convert it to uh, to U.S. funds for you, and then it'll be uh, shipped off to you, mailed to your door. Awesome. And uh, hopefully, if you do that soon, it'll be. We just received all the books. Uh, we had them all. We had them printed um, uh, in China. And now they're they're finally here. So they were on a slow boat from China, literally, and we're, we got them today. So we're going to start uh, shipping them all out to the people that have bought them already tomorrow. That's great. And I got to tell you, I'm going to be one of those people. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to buy it. But Daniel, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I really appreciate you coming here. I really appreciate what you've done. Um, you know, not only for the people that. Uh, you know, have kind of the similar feelings that you've had, but I think I think just the identity of bringing this to the whole career field uh, is something that is just uh, is just amazing. And and the people who are outside that they've got to be moved by these pictures. And and your creativity, I think, is going to launch um, a lot of discussion. It's going to launch a lot of healing. It's going to launch a lot of inspiration for people, maybe even coming into the career field. And I got to give you my hats off to you, man. I, I think you're really a pioneer in our field. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, you know, the, the feedback I've been getting has been really overwhelming. It's, it's been fantastic. And, you know, one of the big benefits from, from doing this is meeting people like you. And, and I, I do a lot of traveling now. Pe- you know, people commission me to do our work for their fire halls and their EMS stations. And so I get to travel around and meet other paramedics and and I do ride-alongs with them and create artwork for them and it's something I wasn't doing before and it's great because now I you know what I've learned is that you know we're all the same we're all we are a community right and uh you know I, I never felt that way me personally before it was you know just me and the guys I worked with or mostly just me and the guy I was working with in the ambulance that day but yeah we have a we have a big strong community and uh you know the one of the biggest benefits of me creating this artwork is that I'm getting to experience that firsthand and it's been fantastic. Well, thank you very much. And you have happy holidays and 
Uh, I expect my book to be signed, so uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that. But, Daniel, thank you very okay. much for joining us. Great. Thanks, Chris. All right, so, Kelly, Thanks, I think Kelly. it's time to put a wrap on another show, and uh, go ahead and get us up on out of here. All right. Well, that does it for another episode of Inside EMS. We'd like to thank uh, Daniel Sundahl of Danson Photo Art and uh, author of uh, Portraits of an Emergency Art book. Uh, for coming on the show, Daniel, uh, thanks for gracing us with your presence, man, and uh, love your love your work, uh, and look forward to seeing more of it. And for myself and co-host Chris Sevalero, I'm Kelly Grayson, and thanks for tuning in to Inside EMA. You guys, catch you next week.